Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Everyday Black History. I'd like to welcome you all out there to this beautiful Wednesday uh, afternoon slash evening, depending on what part of the country you live in. Uh, but it's a beautiful day. It's hump day. Weekend's almost here. It's 420 for those of you out there who like to talk up, do your thing. And it's also the beginning of tourist season, which is my favorite part of the year, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's my, it's my, uh, uh, birthday time of the year. So every time tourist season come around, I'm always feeling good. But as mentioned, welcome to another episode and, uh, hopefully so far your week has been going well and, uh, hopefully you have some, some good plans coming up for the weekend. So, uh, um, but yeah, so, uh, welcome. And today we're going to be, uh, and today for our next couple of episodes, we're just going to be focusing on. Uh, um, you know, black people in tech, black men and women that are in, in tech, uh, that are making strides in the tech field. And I know we've done, you know, many people in the past who have uh, made, uh, you know, strides and accomplished things in tech. But our, our next few episodes, we're going to just, you know, focus on that because there's a lot of us in tech who are responsible for things or who contributed largely to things that are commonplace that we use every day on our cell phone and in social media that we might not have even might never might excuse me might not have even known that anyone black was even involved in it one of the things i like most about doing this podcast is the research and discovering people men and women who contributed or even invented things that nobody would would even know or think to give credit for or even pay attention to something you do every day you might not even pay attention to it you enjoy it every day you don't even think about who invented it but when you find out when you find out that some of the uh, that that some of the men and women who were behind it are 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 black it it really does make you appreciate it that much more and it's just because of our history you know you know black history the the struggle that that that's a part of our history is so deep in our history when you find out these things I, I don't know about for you but for me it just it always gives me it, it instills in me a sense of pride i don't know if everyone feels that way about their people you know like i don't know if italians feel that way i don't know if irish or or uh south pacific asian i don't know but for me personally when i find out that you know someone black a man or woman uh created or contributed to something that's changed our lives as we know it I, I it it makes me feel prideful hey you know that's that's just that's just how it is i'm always proud of my people so today we're going to cover two people man and woman who um have contributed a lot in tech and uh so we're going to start with the woman uh ladies first um and uh this this sister she um uh has contributed much to tech as a matter of fact we all look at our phones and we all enjoy gifts, you know, so animated gifts. Um, if you've ever enjoyed an animated gif, you have her to thank. If you've ever enjoyed one on the web, you have her to thank. And her name is Lisa Delopter. Um, She has been integrally involved with the advent of several pioneering Internet technologies, such as Shockwave, the genesis of animation on, on the web, and the emergence of online video by by uh, way of Bright Cove and the Feed Room, and a little bit of background information on her. I mean, not much is known about her early life, um, but um, she 
uh, was born in 1971. She uh, uh, is, is a computer scientist and technologist, and she was a CEO, as we'll get into later. And she was the chief digital service officer for the United States Department of Education. Uh, she spent 25 years in the software industry. And um, as we talked about, she's invented products that have been used by millions of people, millions of people. Um, she uh, founded and took the role of the CEO of uh, Techwitable, uh, which is a startup that provides an independent and confidential platform to address issues of bias, harassment, and discrimination in the workplace. And she started this in uh, 2006. She's raised uh, millions of dollars for Techwitable, and she became one of only 34 black women to ever raise more than $1 million or more in venture capital. And I will get into that in a little bit, you know, because I have some thoughts about that. But um, her, her father was Jewish from Poland, and her mother is a black American and from the Caribbean. And she graduated from Brown University in 1991 at the age of 20 with a computer science degree um, with a concentration in artificial intelligence and machine learning. Now, she has an expansive background in strategy development, business operations, uh, user-centered design, product management, and engineering. Um, as we mentioned, she served, she served as their chief digital service officer for the United States Department of Education during the presidency of Barack Obama. And while she was there, she helped to improve healthcare.gov, reducing the number of individual pages and overall application time. She also led the team that built the U.S. Department of Education College Scoreboard, which helped college students to make uh, smarter choices about college investments. Um, she, prior to her public service, she was the chief di uh, chief digital officer for BET, BET Networks, and she was a member of the senior management team for the launch of Hulu. Everybody knows Hulu, the Hulu uh, platform. Um, as we mentioned, she worked on Shockwave, which is a multimedia platform that's used for video games. She was um, she played a big part in the creation of Shockwave and oversaw the product release cycle for Shockwave, coded ActiveX, um, the ActiveX control for the player. She coordinated the engineering transition, among many other things, at the Shockwave company. She. Um, uh, founded uh, Techwitable, as we talked about earlier. And uh, as mentioned, she raised um, a, a couple million dollars for the platform. She raised $2 million for the platform. And uh, it's uh, and the thing about that that's interesting is that, you know, on Hulu, speaking of Hulu, since she was tied to Hulu, there's a show that talks about a woman who uh, was able to raise billions of dollars, uh, hundreds of millions, um, uh, she was worth billions of dollars, excuse me, and she was able to raise hundreds of millions of dollars for a product that didn't work. You know, of course, she was a white woman and she was able to um, raise money. There's a lot of these shows on these documentaries that talk about people who raise money for ideas and they either squandered the money and the company ends up, you know, you know, uh, going down or they were pretty much just a fraud. And they're able to raise all these millions of dollars. And here it is, a woman who has been in tech for all these years, has contributed to huge platforms, and she was only able to raise $2 million for her platform, Techwitable. And, you know, it's it's a platform that's that's useful. I mean, uh, uh, addressing issues of bias, discrimination, and harassment in the workplace. 
I mean, especially with, you know, the Me Too movement that was going on, you figure that there would be more people that would be willing to throw money and invest in a, a platform like this, especially that was um, founded by a black woman. But yet she only raised about $2 million. And although that's good, it's an accomplishment. When you think about venture capitalism and how much money is thrown at a lot of these companies, it's like, why, why didn't, why couldn't she raise more than $2 million? The people should have been throwing money at her. And this is a common uh, complaint that's heard amongst black people in tech, that it's hard for us to raise money for our, our ideas. When we come to the table with ideas, we are met with a lot more scrutiny than white people or even Asian people for that matter. You know, they come with an idea, they can get all the venture capital that they need, but when we come with an idea, it's, it's met with scrutiny, it's met with this, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And if they do invest, it's a small amount. With this idea that she had, she should have been able to invest way more than, she should have been able to get way more than $2 million in investments, especially since she started the company, um, you know, years ago. So I just, and I, I have a lot more thoughts on that. I mean, anybody who's black in tech, who's developing an app, who started an app can tell you similar stories of how they had trouble getting funding or, you know, if they did get funding, you know, it wasn't as much as they needed, you know, so you really have to, you know, work a lot harder than people who have half-assed ideas and they get money tossed at them. Just, they, I mean, like I said, you know, there's a lot of these shows that talk about that and I'm talking about billions of dollars, but anyway. I just wanted to talk about that because it is a problem for, you know, black men and women in tech to get financing. And it, it shouldn't be because these are great ideas. Now, um, as mentioned, uh, you know, Techwitable is a third party tech enabled platform. It's a confidential sounding board for employees to address issues and for companies to make workplaces more inclusive. So, you know, like you, you would think that this is something that people want to get behind, but still she, you know, she, like I said, she invested $2 million and, you know, I, I know that that $2 million was, was used usefully, but I just, you know, when I, when I, when I was doing the research on her and I read that, I just felt like $2 million, she should have, she should have, she should have been able to raise more than that for this idea that can help so many people. But, uh, Lisa, uh, Galopter, uh, she's still, you know, out doing her thing, still working. So, we look forward to see um, many more things that she's going to accomplish, um, you know, with, with her with her businesses and with her ideas and with her inventions. But we just wanted to give her a shout out and, you know, you know, make people aware of who she is and what she accomplished. So, like I said, whenever you enjoy an animated GIF on your phone, you know, she's, you know, one of the people. There are other people who were involved in that, of course. And I know people will say, oh, this one created or that one created. But she played a major role in the animated gift so give a shout out to lisa uh galoped her and we thank you for your contribution to black history and black culture and we salute you now the next person who we're gonna um, highlight um, on today's show is a brother by the name of idris San sandu and uh, idris sandu was uh raised in harbor city los angeles he's he's a ghanaian digital architect he's from He's from um, he's from Ghana, obviously, <laughs> uh, Accra, Accra, Ghana, and he was raised in Compton, in uh, excuse me, Compton, L.A., Compton, Los Angeles. We all know Compton, Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar. Um, he created the world's first smart retail store, and he did this along with um, Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace, Nip, 
And um, so they created the first smart retail store, the marathon store that Nipsey Hussle um, was was his business. You know, that was that was a store he owned out in um, in California. And um, but uh, uh, Idris, you know, he codes and he creates algorithms. Now, he was born May 7th, 1997. He's a young dude. And um, he was born in Accra, Ghana. His family moved to the U.S. when he was young. He was only three years old. And he started learning and doing computer programming when he was young at the age of 10. I mean, I'm, you know, learning a little bit of programming. I'm learning programming myself now because I do want to learn how to code and do the stuff that this guy is involved in, algorithms and things like that. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's real heady. You know, I'm, I'm going to be 39 I'm, and I'm having, you know, I'm, I'm grasping it, but, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to, to, to learn if you're not used to this kind of, you know, thing. And here it is at 10 years old. He, he was, he was learning it at 10 and he did it at a public library. He did it at the public library. I'm doing it on my laptop. So at the age of 10, he learned how to he learned how to do computer programming. And by the age of 13, he was an intern and worked on several Google projects. So by 13 years old, he was working on Google stuff. One of the projects that he worked on was Google+. By the age of 15, he created a smartphone app that made it easier for his classmates to find their classrooms. Now, any of you that's, you know, listening, think about what you was doing at 15. Could you even imagine about, you know, could you even imagine creating apps for smartphones? You know, but yeah, he is 15 years old creating the app. That's that's cool. Um, he advocated for STEM in his high school curriculum. And um, he chose not to seek higher education um, after high school. Instead, he started to, he decided to go into interning and consulting. And he worked with huge companies such as Boeing, Twitter, Lockheed Martin, which is the defense contractor. Um, Uber, Snapchat, and Instagram. And by the age of 19, he was creating his own apps and other software, you know, regularly creating his own apps and other software. But he worked as a consultant with some of the biggest companies um, that we know of. Um, as a technological design consultant and engineer, um, as we mentioned, he, he, he consulted for Twitter and Snapchat. And for Uber, he created the software called the Autonomous Collision Detection Interface. And it's a software program that detects a driver's hand motion and position. And uh, that's, it's for safety. You know, so who knows? This kid could be the catalyst to actually crack the code to correctly, um, uh, uh, you know, for, for them to correctly create uh, self-driving cars. I'm not with the self-driving cars myself. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think we're there yet. And I wouldn't be comfortable with a bunch of self-driving cars on the road. You know, this, this, this ain't Knight Rider. But... You know, I feel like if anybody could do it, this kid could do it. But he developed this software for Uber, and it's a safety software. And the thing about him is that he's mostly self-taught. You know, he's worked with uh, many people. He's worked with other celebrities such as Kanye, Rihanna, Jaden Smith. And like I said, he's all self-taught. That he's a a digital architect. And man, he's only twenty. He's only what? He's going to be twenty-five in a, in a couple of weeks. And so just imagine the 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 things he's got on the horizon for himself, you know, so I definitely look forward to seeing what this young brother can, you know, continues to accomplish in his life. And uh, we just wanted to highlight him just to make him more well known to people out there um, for his, for his work, the work he's done, the work he's doing. So Idris Sandu, we thank you for your contribution to black, uh, black history, black culture. We look forward to seeing what you continue to do. 
So that concludes this episode of Everyday Black History. We just wanted to come at you again. It's been a couple of weeks since we dropped an episode, so we just wanted to drop another one. And as I mentioned, our next couple of episodes, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, black men and women in tech. And because uh, we just want to make these highlights, you know, tech, as we know, is the future. It's the present and the future. And we just want to highlight what our people, black and, you know, black men and black women are doing in the tech fields. I don't want to say our people, just in case any white people are listening, but for, you know, <laughs> I don't want to exclude anyone, but, you know, I just want to do an episode, do a few episodes that talks about uh, black men and women's contribution to tech, what's what's been done, what's being done, and, um, you know, things we can look forward to in the, in the future. So uh, thanks again for tuning into this episode. Um, and uh, stay tuned for the next one. Y'all enjoy the rest of your week. You be safe out there. Y'all stay healthy. And uh, see you on the next episode.